Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside my good friend, Chris Allman, the Monday Maniac. I always want to be uh, doing something when we come on the air, like the local newsman. Yeah. Well, you like can... Finishing up my last bit of commentary oh. on the economy. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> Good evening, uh, <laughs> Wichita, Kansas. I'm Chris Allman. <laughs> Along, alongside Grace Sparks. Dude, we watched some of uh, Anchorman over the Thanksgiving break. Still holds up. Yeah, absolutely. Just iconic. It gets, here's the deal. I'll tell you, Anchorman 2, not as good. No. But in the advent of cable, like the more cable news gets out of control, watch it and you'll be like, oh, no, it's funnier <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> like the more times that like, you know, for more on the crisis in the Middle East, we go to Ted Nugent. And you're like, what? Why are you? More on the RNC. Here's, here's Scott Bayo. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, you know, like, I get that everybody's opinions are valid, but. They're not. You know, they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're not. not. You know, you're like, everybody deserves to say their piece, but, you know. <laughs> like, if you are, if you're basing your life on anything a, like a famous person, oh, on either side of the aisle says. I know. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> More of the, the housing crisis. We go to Beyonce. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, she's like, uh, her only housing crisis is that, like, the east wing of her mansion has been, sure. it's taken two weeks longer yeah. than they said. Her housing crisis <laughs> is that her house is in four different zip codes. It's that <laughs> yeah. big. Yeah. She has to, she can't get, she can get mail at all four yeah. of them. She's only got spots. a homestead exemption on half her house. <laughs> yeah. No, that there's <laughs> uh, a little, little property tax humor to get the show started. Yeah. Boy, we're just crushing it so it, far. Interest rates skyrocketing out of control. Here to talk about it's Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'd watch. <laughs> yeah, I would. He might like nail it. Like, he might he just would. nail it and be like, Dude. He's talking about 10 year treasuries and <laughs> yeah. yields and you're nail like, it. Oh. Uh, okay, college football wise, just a tease. Uh, tons of coaching news. Yeah. Lots of crazy games. That end of the Alabama game. Yeah. Uh, if you were a person, and Garrett and I were here together when that happened. Lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, we, if you're a person who is, was like, oh, well, this is finally Alabama's going to get their comeuppance for kind of playing fast and loose with everybody this year. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Um, and they had two of the dumbest plays in a row, in a row. Yeah. And any other team, any other team in the world makes those two plays, including Georgia. Yep. Like, including Georgia, and that's it. Like, Carson Beck, who's been playing, like, better and better and better throughout the season, and, like, next year is probably going to be the number one quarterback. Like, he's, that, he's getting that good. He would not have made that throw. Only Jalen Milrow could make that throw. And only Auburn can lose to their rival in that fashion. Because if you remember, just a year ago, they had Alabama dead to rights as well. Mm -hmm. Alabama played their worst game in probably 10 years against Auburn in yeah. the Iron Bowl a year ago. And then I can't remember the running back from, from Auburn, but at the end of the game, just ran out of bounds, trying to run the clock out, just ran out of bounds. And, you know, left Alabama literally exactly enough time that they needed yeah. to go win the game. Precisely the amount of time. Yeah. Who, which... Which, uh, which fan base is suffering more as we turn the calendar to December? Is it Auburn or is it Ohio State? I think it's Ohio State just because they had real. You know, yeah, they, like, there was take, a lot more on the line. A lot more on the line. Auburn, you know, first year of a new coach. Auburn has long-suffering little brother syndrome. Yeah, but two years in a row of beating your rival. Like people, the old cliche is you could lose them all, but beat your rival. Yeah. And two years in a row to lose like that. I thought my feed on my television froze. Jalen Milbro stood back there for so long 
I thought the feed on my TV was broken. Well, and they 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 dropped eight guys, and then he found the one like he somehow got a one on one matchup. <laughs> I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how it happened. It's ridiculous. A little, I, bit, of a, little bit of a shove off. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I went through a varying range of emotions myself yeah. on Saturday night. In fact, we didn't start the Baylor post game show uh, until. Florida and Florida State ended because I was not. He had to be a professional. I had to be professional. <laughs> and there was going to be a moment if I just started it when we normally start the Baylor postgame show, which is pretty much right after the game's over. I was going to, like, jump out of my chair and say really, really, really callous and rude, vile things to the Florida Gators. So I have a question. I, who has jurisdiction over YouTube. Does the FCC have a role in this? Like, could there be a Florida State, Florida watch along with Paul that was unfiltered? Yes. Or would oh, it yeah. need as long oh, yeah. as would you have as, to be as long years as the, old? As long as the no, because YouTube is you just have to like. So you could be ten years can, old and yeah. just watch Paul. You could watch me on YouTube and and do the watch along, which for the first half of the game was a lot of angry silence, and resigned okay. to the. Jordan Travis is gone, and so are my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Thing. And then they scored, and I was like, I got, I got fired up again. So had they not scored before halftime, I, I would have been in a bad way. You, I think the, the funniest thing was watching your reaction when Rodemaker got just completely blown up on the, the targeting call. And then when you knew Florida State was going to win, we started getting the walking uh, tomahawk chop going in here. <laughs> yeah. It was glorious. Yeah. You get, you probably should have rolled on it. Have you watched a Florida State-Florida or a big Florida State game with two. Paul before? He's got two. Two. He's I've got, got two Miami. under my belt this season, man. Yeah. Okay. He's got it's two. The, the end of the Miami game and the, and the Florida game. He got okay. watched for me. So this one, obviously, was it a little more animated? It was pretty good. I'm okay. not going to lie. The, 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 it was pretty entertaining. How long did it take you to – Revert back to being a professional and not us. It didn't, it didn't really, it didn't really happen. It didn't I happen. mean, like we, I mean, we had a lot to talk about Look, because Dave Aranda is staying at Baylor. Yes. So we had a lot to talk about mm. on that, about that. We did not know that at the time, no. although we kind of did. Yeah. Like it was just leaning that way. Like there was nothing around it that would have suggested he was going to get fired. Right. So uh, other than the three and nine record yeah. and the horrible attendance and all those other things, but as far as the way that these things normally go. It wasn't going that way. So, okay. And, um, you know, we'll talk about all that in, in a little bit, but, um, uh, but yeah, there's, there's big other coaching news in that, in the hiring and firing world. Look, um, yeah, I would like to, when we get into it, I would like to ask some questions about the Mike Elko hire. Okay. I'd like to ask some questions of you, a person more in the know than yeah. me. So okay. I have questions. Yeah. I, um, yeah, uh, but we'll just go through some of the things that have happened. Mike Elko at Texas A&M, that's a done deal. Okay. Jonathan Smith at Michigan State, that was done uh, on Saturday. Okay. Um, Jeff Levy, former Baylor offensive coordinator uh, under Art Bryles and Art Bryles' son-in-law, uh, is the new head coach at Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And if you had asked me when he was here if I thought he was going to be head coach one day, I, I probably would have told you no, but it's trended differently um, in, the, in the later years. So. Why, why would you have said no, other than the fact that when he was here, what was he, 30? Yeah, he was young, but he, like, never had that vibe to me. Okay. Like, there's some guys you talk to, and you're like, oh, this guy, like, when he's 32 years old, like, 32 years old, you're like, oh, when he's 36, he's going to be the yeah, hot, yeah. like, a, you know, a hot coach that's, sure. you know, people are talking about. Um, you can just tell, you know, and, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example of that. Um, but he's not one. Kenny Dillingham? Kenny Dillingham. Like, you feel like Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State. Like, you just know. Like, that guy's a head coach. Okay. Like, he drips head coach. Yeah. Dan, you know what? When Dan Lanning, and I knew this anyway, but when Dan Lanning was the, the D.C. at Georgia, Georgia, we were at the Sugar Bowl covering him, and, like, he was talking. We were at the press conference, and I was like, dude, really? this guy. <laughs> he had a gravitas about him? Yeah. This guy. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's about to be, the like, a guy, you know? And but you feel like with Lebby, it's trended. I just never, like, again, that doesn't mean that they're not, like, I probably had I covered Dave Aranda early in his career would have said the exact same thing, yeah. um, you know, and he is now a head coach. So, uh, and, and Levy's different. Um, he did like he did some things here that like were kind of like things that future head coaches don't do. Like he was at um, he. There's a whole big controversy. He he got in trouble um, just to kind of like go back and and put it to today. You know, sign stealing is the big controversy around Michigan now. Sure. Yeah. Well. 
Jeff Levy is leaving his alma mater, Oklahoma, to go to, um, to Mississippi State now. But when he was at Baylor, the staff at Tulsa were at Baylor the year before. Yeah, Philip Montgomery. So he went up to see Philip Montgomery and that staff on Baylor's bye week and stood on the sideline where he wasn't allowed to be wearing a big yellow Baylor shirt. Mm. And his college roommate happened to be a coach on the Oklahoma staff and was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And they played him in two weeks. Like yeah. it was like two weeks away. And he's like, what's going on here? And so he got, he got in trouble. He got suspended for. Okay. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. So like. This was a decade ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Those are things that you didn't, you don't hear about Kirby smart. Right. right. Like, so yeah. that's why I thought like, yeah, you know, and we'll see, like, um, I can tell you he's got the coach speak thing down. The last time I talked to him was at the Sugar Bowl when, when Baylor beat Ole Miss, and I asked him a question that was, like, really valid uh, in that, like, hey, you know, you've got a little, like, I'm not getting, you know, shocking anybody here where the end of your the tenure at Baylor wasn't great. Because of that, is there any extra sauce on this? And he, coach, spoke that really? into, like – Do you remember his answer? Um, like, there's going to be any extra sauce in any game. They're all – they're all oh, got yeah. sauce on them, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the coach be like, if there were judges from the coach speak hall of fame, they would have been like, it's all tens, it's all tens, <laughs> like 10, like he'd have been on the metal stand for that bowl season. Like, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bill Belichick <laughs> gives him a nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but like he would have had it, he would have nailed okay. it. There would have, there would have been like other coaches, like sitting in the, in the little Ooh. booth going, God. it was just good. It was just good. <laughs> so what is, can you do? So Triple Lutz. Is he just a little more <laughs> is, is he just a little more I guess polished gravitas? Is that the word? Like is yeah, this, he's he's gotten look and people can get better at things. Yeah. And I, I'm curious to see how he does at Miss V State. Um that is now one of the hardest jobs in the S SEC because you know, they're in that like now that and this is not a knock on Mississippi State, they know who they are. Yeah. Um they're a really cool fan base and Starkville, in spite of being like kind of a weird like city, even for a college town. Like, it's it's got a cool college vibe, right? They they do they do a good job, like as far as fan base goes and all that. And they've kind of been through the ringer a little bit, and they had a really a coach that everybody loved, and Mike Leach, and like it was yeah. So it's it's been a little weird, but uh, Mississippi State has now like they don't have the resources that like an A and M does that's that's new in the SEC relatively a decade that can maybe one day break into it. Like they're always going to be behind LSU and A and M and and Alabama and Georgia and Florida and Tennessee and now Texas and Oklahoma. Oh. And so like that's the like the SEC is about to be very two tiered, you know. And it's going to be interesting to see where schools like Mississippi State fall in. You know, Ole Miss and Mizzou can probably get into that top tier if they point in the right direction. But again, like Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and Kentucky South and South Carolina are always going to kind of be not those other schools, right? So it's a tough job. Like, yeah, but haven't they been second? I mean, this sounds like an insult. Hasn't the hasn't it been two tiered for the last five or six oh, it years? Is, anyway, but like it's, it's just about Bama, be, Georgia, and it's everyone just gonna, else. It's just about to be worse, right? Okay. And so if you're trying, like, if you were worried about, like, if you're Mississippi State. Like the Dak Prescott year where you finished third in the conference, that's a great year for you where yeah. you're contending for the conference championship. That's not um, that's not that's not probably gonna happen all that often in the new the new SEC because you've added two teams into it that and the are divisions are gone. The divisions are gone and they're better than you. Like they're classically historically better than you. So it's a hard okay. job for Jeff Levy. And I, I mean I'm not saying I don't think you can do it. I just think that like that's that's a tough like Mississippi State's one of the tougher jobs because you you know like your the fans don't have the expectation they're going to compete for national titles but they still want to be good and they don't want to just be you know you want to have good seasons you want to yeah. win eight nine ten games sometimes and you don't want to always be like all right we better beat Ole Miss or we're not going to a bowl like you don't want that right and okay. so that's where it makes it hard so it's a tough job um, you know uh, so yeah but I yeah I, I would have told you I didn't think he was going to be a head coach okay. I just I, he, and like some guys. Um, have the vibe of the like always the assistant coach, the the yeah. Norm Chow vibe, okay. you know, like where they're just like that's their thing. And yeah. I always thought he would be like an offensive coordinator, kind of a right hand man guy. But you know, again, uh, and I would have thought Kendall Browse would have gotten one before him. But yeah, um, you know that's how things go. And then, like again, I'm not trying to besmirch the good name of Jeff Levy or anything like that. I just 
I'm just my personal, like I was kind of surprised when a couple years ago when his name started to pop into like the group of five jobs or yeah. like, you know, hey, people need to look at Jeff Levy. I was like, oh, okay. Like I just, he just didn't have that. But every coach is different, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and if you Mike fit- Leach probably never had the head coach vibe. Yeah. Mark Mangino probably never had the head coach vibe. Mm-hmm. All those guys that came off that stoop staff. Yeah. Was anybody, what's the general vibe? around Oregon State, are people upset about – are they upset at Jonathan Smith for leaving? Obviously, they're disappointed they lost a really good coach. Or is it, hey, man, we understand. Like, we're this floating program. We understand you going to take this really good Big Ten job. What's the vibe? I think they're I – think, I think the smarter alumni, like, kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, and I think their only hope was, like, he'll stay here because he's an alum. Yeah. Like, he'll stay here because he's an alum. But alum, no alum, but they're like – no – do you want that job right now? Unless you, yeah. you've never had it, if you can have other options. Yeah. So would I rather go to have Big Ten money for sure and a school that desperately needs stability and is in a conference that's actually expanding? And, oh, yeah, guess what? I also know a lot about these new, these new four teams yeah. that are coming in. Yeah. So I've got, I've got maybe a leg up on some of the things, especially recruiting in this area. Like Michigan statement of very – like this is – if I had to give this – like, and I wouldn't give Michigan State good grades on anything regarding football because they've just made horrible decision after horrible decision. Um, but this is an A++ hire for them. This yeah, is This dude, so. he's – I mean, he knows what he's doing, and especially when you consider the fact that, like, hey, uh, we're probably going to have to change a bit of the way that we operate considering that, you know, four teams are coming in, and one of them is Oregon. You know, we can't hire Oregon's coach. Right. But – we can hire a guy who's right down the road yeah. and, and goes toe-to-toe with him. So, yeah, I, I think it was very smart and give him more resources than he'll have in the next couple of years at Oregon State and probably into the future for a long time at Oregon State. We just don't know what – not knowing the future there would make me very nervous. Yeah. Which is, which is why, like, you know, Jake Dykert for a job like Houston wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, even though he didn't have a great year, I don't think he'd be on the top of their list, but – He's he's pretty well thought of in the industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like I think Jonathan Smith, it's a bummer for Oregon State. Everything that's happened at Oregon State. Everything is a bummer for it's Oregon a bummer, State. But it was like, what do you expect? Like he's gonna get this massive raise. Yeah. There's certainty around it. Like you, you gotta think about you eventually. And yeah. fans can feel hurt because you feel like one of you left, but if you put him, yourself in that position of I'm in demand. I love this place, but they can't match this, yeah. and they can't offer any of the things that Michigan State can. I got to think about my myself and my family. You just got to go. Yeah, you know, like it's not like, and again, it's not anything. Sometimes people take all this personally. Sometimes it's not personal. It's like you know, it's just uh, how it has to be. Sometimes I feel like college football fans do nothing everything but personally. Think, yeah. Take things personally. Yeah, you know. I'm sure they're yeah, but it's not like again, it wasn't. You do what you can. Yeah. I thought I thought Dave Claus, I was very happy with Dave Clausen at Wake last year when Sam Hartman left and was like, look, they offered him an NIL deal that we cannot match. Yeah. I cannot tell him to stay here and say no to that money. Right. Just gonna have to go. Yeah. Like, am I angry about it? Sure. Does it suck? Yeah. But you know, like Yeah. What you- <laughs> what, like, yeah. Let's live what's in the, the real pitch? world. Yeah, let's, what's what, the pitch to make him stay? Especially like if Dave Clausen, who loves his job at Wake, but if, you know, Miami opened up two years from now and offered him double his salary, he'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, what are home prices on Star Island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard Will Smith likes it down there. <laughs> so, so, okay, can I ask my Aggie question now? Sure, yeah, push Mike this later? Okay. I don't follow the ebbs and flows of social media, which is largely where you're going to get fan response. Yeah. First question, was the Mark Stoops thing a real possibility? Did it almost happen? Yeah, I think think so. Did they back off of it because there was blowback from, maybe not from fans on social media, but did influential donors and supporters push back? No, I think he had already said no before before that happened. Okay. So um, it was, I mean, it wasn't long. Like, you know, the trains, like somebody hit the switch track just in the amount of time okay. where it didn't hit. But yeah, there would have been some like, but I also think that Ross Bjork, had he already made the hire, like there had been blowback and all that. But 
if the guy's already on the jet, you know, okay. what are you going to do? So, and Mark Stoops um, is not as an exciting hire because he's been at Kentucky. And, you know, people forget the last uh, coach that AM hired from Kentucky was Bear Bryant. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, Jeez. <laughs> I know it was a long time ago, but still. It worked out well that time. And, and look, you know why he left yep. Kentucky? The was watch. Be- yeah, they gave him or a lighter. They gave him a lighter, cigarette yeah. lighter. They gave Adolph Rupp a Cadillac. And they gave um, Bear Bryant a cigarette lighter. And he was like, well, I can light cigarettes in College Station, Texas. <laughs> so I did not know that. Yeah. He got mad. He was the co- coach of Kentucky. They had their best year. Best year ever. And, yeah, the best year ever. But the basketball team was the basketball team. And, yeah. Which is why I think, it, like, if you're an A&M fan, you should love – what's the movie about Texas Western? Uh, Glory. Yeah, not Road glory. To glory or something. Glory Road. Road to glo- glory, glory Road. Glory Road. You should love Glory Road because like it puts Adolph Ruff in his place. <laughs> but but yeah, Bear Bryant, you know, he decided to do that. So Mark Stoops has kind of a similar thing. You saw it happen last year when his basketball coach just went and said, Look, we're a basketball school. Like, I know football's doing well and all these two years ago, whenever it was. Football's doing well and all, but this is a basketball school. And then I, I think Bill Self handled it great. He's like, we're in everything school. I don't care. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Does it not seem like the worst job in the world sometimes is SID? Like the guy <laughs> that has to like field responses and clean that up. Yeah. You're like, ah, what he meant was, no, that's what he said. I would not want that job. Well, uh, I, I would not also want to be the athletic director at Kentucky when you're like, hey, uh, we're going to have the big fundraiser. Now I've got to sit the football coach and the basketball coach. <laughs> away from each other <laughs> so that the fans aren't going like, look at him. Look how he's looking at him. Look at him. <laughs> you can't do that. So, but uh, the Mike Elko hire was, I think what a lot of a fans wanted from the, from the jump and really with this roster and Mike Elko is an excellent coach. If you watch Duke the last two years and the way yeah. that they prepare and play, uh, look, they lost their quarterback this year and, and that changed their season. But Riley Leonard showed like what you can do at Duke uh, and no offense to Riley Leonard, I think he's going to be an NFL quarterback, as a matter of fact, with his skill set. But AM's got better quarterback. Like, Connor Wegman's probably a better overall prospect than Riley Leonard is. I, I was honestly wondering because Max Johnson hit the portal. Like, does Riley Leonard come for one year and then kind of tr- like help with Connor I mean, Wigman? To well, say it depends on how, I think probably how bad Connor Wigman's hurt. But yeah. I think Connor Wigman's your starter next year. And Jalen Henderson, their backup that they got from, I mean, he's, he's availed himself very well. In the, in the three weeks that he's played. So um, Max Johnson just probably had, was not going to play over those no. two. And, and plus they've got Marcel Reed. They'll have another quarterback coming in. There's, there's all these – plus whatever's going to happen with Elko. But Elko, I think, can help retain that roster very well because yeah. he knows – especially on the defensive side of the ball, he recruited a lot of them. You know, and so he can – they'll know what their defense is going to be. So there's going to be some excitement there. Now – Retaining like Evan Stewart didn't make the trip to LSU, so he might already be gone. But I do think that like money talks, so Elko can talk. Like they can probably get him back. But there's like they have potential to have a really good offense next year with better coaches and a a situation akin to recently Gary Patterson and Sonny Dykes. Now look, I know okay. Sonny Dykes year two wasn't great, but with Gary Patterson's roster, like was really good and got the most out of those guys. And a very similar thing is happening at AM. Um, Gary Patterson did not forget football. Jimbo Fisher has not forgotten football, but there are other things that have happened where Jimbo Fisher has been yeah. very cantankerous, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Gary Patterson was. Like every time I hear people talk about Gary Patterson for head coaching job, I tell them, like, look, he's in his 60s, one. Uh, two, um, like he, he got run out of a place that had a statue that has a statue of him because his attitude is terrible. Yeah. So that's hard to fix. Yeah, you can't just like, oh, he's not going to just walk into, you know, take the Houston job or something to be like, hey, guys. Yeah, um, he's not going to become Mac Brown. Here's the deal. I want, before we start every team meeting, group hug. <laughs> and if anybody doesn't get him the group hug, you let us know, and we'll do another group hug to make sure that everything's good. He's not going to be that guy all of a sudden. He's not going to, like, all of a sudden you go to him and, coach, I'm, I'm having a hard time, and I'm just struggling with my place in this team. He's not going to say, your feelings are valid. <laughs> And I see you as a human being. He's not going to do that all of a sudden. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a coach that coached that way? Like, I feel like yes. with, with enough gravitas, I feel like if Scott Drew told us that's how he started practices, I'd be like, genius. Yeah. Because it's Scott Drew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's won a natty and 
His players yeah. love him. Here's the the cool thing about Scott Drew is like he's like that most of the time. Yeah. But like he knows exactly when to like turn on the angry button. Sure. So like he'll be like, okay, I'm angry at this. Yeah. I'm disappointed in this. And then it's like, oh, he's mad. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Like then you're like, I can't believe I did this to him. Sure. Yeah. As opposed to somebody who's mad all the time, you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, we've <laughs> oh, all played for people like that. Yeah. Oh, guy that just yells all the yeah. time. You're like, oh, you're yelling. Oh, uh, you're yelling. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's get to the end of the sentence. Like, <laughs> yes, we'll do better. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you get there. And then it's just it's just noise. As opposed to where, like, if you save your angry button. Sure. Like, then you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Coach Drew uses that wisely. He presses yeah. that button sparingly. And he also knows how to, like, some people don't know how to be angry. Yeah. They just, like, they go from, like, instead of, like, dis like the levels of angry, there's only the one. It's just normal, 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 blind rage. <laughs> yeah. So, I think, and that was where Jimbo Fisher was. That's, I mean, watch him talk to any quarterback he's ever had. After, like, they throw an incomplete pass on a third and three. Just furious? Just furious. And you're like, well... You know, like what? Oh, Jimbo. I mean, come on. So it's just Mike Elko is not like he's not a pushover, but he's also not a rageaholic. Yeah. So I think it's a great hire for AM. I think they need to make a hire. Like they they've got to stop trying to win at the at the headlines. Exactly. Yeah, they gotta stop trying to win the news cycle yeah. when they make a hire. And it does feel like that is it. Is it done? Like it's it's official? Have they had it? They have. Yeah, had, he's landed on the plane. The press conference is at three thirty. Okay. Or they three o'clock. They would do well by themselves for it to be understated. Yeah. I think he needs. To, I mean, he's got a thin line. He's got to walk because yeah. you want to create enthusiasm. Yeah. You want to. But you want to set proper expectations. Yeah. Right. I don't know how you do that. That's why I'm standing here and he's on a plane yeah. to go do Look, a press here, conference. Here's the deal: the press conference, the the expectations he knows are. Contend for the playoff. Beat That's Texas. What, beat Texas. Contend for the playoff. Beat, like, when you beat Alabama, it shouldn't feel like, oh, my God, what just happened? It should feel like, yes, we're as good as Alabama. We can beat them this year. That's that's the expectations because that's what they hired Jimbo Fisher to do. Yeah. And so if you set any expectations lower than what you did for Jimbo, you're telling your fan base who's pouring a lot of money into Texas a football, look, I know you guys want this, but we're, we're never going to be able to give it to you. So – Mike Elko, to me, is a guy who is at the point in his career where he can, he can probably take that step. He's he like organizationally, like watching how Duke does things to me is really, really fascinating. Like they were, and I'm I'm an ACC fan, you know, so I've watched them for years. Like they'll have a good coach for a little while, but like they'll, eh, you know, like they'll because they have kind of a kitschy offense and like oh that's how they got somebody. But you know, he for the first time ever. Duke has never beaten Florida State, and they didn't this year. Right. Uh, and probably because Riley Leonard was hurt in the game and, like, limping around and then went out. But even him limping around in the game, they were winning until he did. Yeah. He actually had people thinking, like, Duke can beat FSU. Right. And at FSU's lowest point, they'd be like, well, at least Duke's on the schedule. Sure, yeah. So, like, he flipped that. Yeah. I think, I think bringing that to Texas A&M, a school that's not at all a basketball school, yeah. <laughs> as much as Buzz Williams would love it to be. Sure, yeah. Uh, but – yeah, it's they, that is what they need. And it's also not like, again, hiring the coach from Duke isn't a sexy thing. It's not like it's not a, you know, it's not Brian Kelly at LSU. It's not Lincoln Riley at USC. It's not, it's not Jimbo Fisher like it was the last time. It is a sensible, like sometimes the, the best thing to do, even though there's less risk involved to it, is the very sensible thing. Yeah, I I mean that's to me that's the first step in the right direction for yeah. them. Just, is just be a sensible, sensible be sound. Yeah. Be solid. Yes. You know? And that's eat, eat your vegetables, brush your teeth. Like yeah. those, like those are decisions that don't really pay off in the short term. No. <laughs> no, they don't. They're everyday mundane things. <laughs> yes. And hire a coach. Like you said, don't try to make a big giant splash. Don't try to win the headlines and then go get ready to play football because he does have his work cut out for him. Yeah. It is a two-tiered conference. Yeah. And, yeah, you got Texas and OU coming. And, I mean, recent history would tell you if they're Texas is going to be in your upper tier successfully. There's no guarantee 
that that tiers are going to change. It yeah. could still be Bama and Georgia yeah. in four years. Yeah. But well, they got their work cut out for him. But so far, to me, this is well, a step in the right and, direction for a and It is. And the, the thing is that they had to realize they had a, a decade to jump out on Texas and really be good in the SEC. They had a decade to get that lead, and they squandered every single second of it. Yeah, they did. They squandered every single second of it because Texas was uh, – this was always probably going to happen, right? They didn't know that 10 years ago, but to, to really put Texas in the dirt, they had 10 years to do it and didn't. And now Texas is coming in um, probably as the Big 12 champs. Yes. Like probably as the Big 12 champs in a New Year's Six game, and you're coming in with a new co- – and like they're coming in as you get a new coach to react to Texas as opposed to Texas having to react to you, which two years ago, that's what it felt like. Texas was actually reacting to A&M. Like, you know, it's probably not a shock – that one of the factors in Texas finally going to the SEC or you know acquiescing on all these things that they were doing was that Jimbo Fisher got the number one recruiting class. Yeah. So like he had that. Now, granted, that flamed out like that was like faster than than the Dexy's Midnight Runners and Come and Eileen, <laughs> like just one hit wonder gone. But you didn't know that at the time. Like if you're Texas and you're looking over like, oh, our t- our recruiting class is 11th and AM's is first. Oh, it's finally hit. You know, those are factors that, that go into these things. Juan M. sent us a super chat. We're going to get to that after the break about Houston and Dana Holgerson, who is now gone. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. In the last segment of the show, we're going to get into the real issues of the day, which is Chris's dessert championship, of which I need to send these pictures to Garrett so that we can show every year the Almond family. You want me to text them to him, or does it need to be emailed? Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to email them to okay. him right here. Uh, so, but <laughs> I, uh, they have a dessert championship. Yes. We have a competition where we team up with a family member and there are rules and you make a dessert and you vote. And this year we had controversy. Yeah. So we can discuss that. Yeah. All right. The Garrett, news of the day. Yeah. Gary, we'll talk about this in the break and let me know okay. if I've got to convert them at all, but I, I think I did already. Uh, so, but we'll start off with Houston, a job that is open, like Indiana is open. Yeah. Um, but Houston, and that will be my top five today, by the way. Juan, thanks for the 499 super chat, but Houston is open. And I think that the chaotic nature of the last four years is why it is. I, you know, we have Chris Pesman on our show all the time, and I don't think. He wanted he liked he liked the fit of Dana Holgerson in Houston. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's just been kind of chaotic there and up and down for the last few years. When you say chaotic, you, what do you mean? They're they're bad. They're good. Oh, they're okay. bad. They're okay. good. Yeah, they're yeah, bad. Yeah. They're good. You know, okay. it's just uh, and Dana. I don't think honestly wants to. I don't think he likes the way things. It would not surprise me to see Dana Holgerson be a position coach or a, a coordinator in the NFL in a year. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Sit on your big buyout for a little while, and then if you get the coaching itch, go to the NFL where somebody else takes care of the free agency, not you. Yeah. You just get up in the morning, and your general manager goes, hey, by the way, you needed two wide receivers. I went and got them for you. Okay. You know, that, that kind of a thing. You know, um, here are the two that you wanted. Go ahead. That kind of a deal. Interesting. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me okay. to see him do that. Okay. Um, 
because in the NFL, it's just coaching. Like, really, like, that's sure, the... Yeah. you don't have to jack with the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just coaching. And so there's a lot of college coaches that, like, go there and they think, like, yeah, I'm going to be the NFL quarterback coach for a couple of years and I'll have that and I'll be able to go back and recruit. And then, like, oh, I don't... Recruiting sucks. I, I don't... I don't, I don't have to talk to high school football players unless it's for, like, the Boys and Girls Club. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I actually don't know why anyone would want to coach in college. It's I, hard. I think – I mean, my, like, you, you really have to love it. Sure. Because – and the way that recruiting it, like, at least free – like, in free agency in the NFL, you have nothing to do with it other than, like, your input or when, you know, if – if the if the Texans are going to bring in a big free agent, then D'Amico Ryan's is going to meet with them and talk to them and see if there's a rapport for a working relationship. Right. But and he'll give his input of like, yes, I want this guy. Yeah, and you know the draft. Yes, I like this guy. Here's who I like. I feel he fits our system. But ultimately, at Houston is Nick Casario that will say, all right, this is the guy we're taking. Here's how much money we're going to give him. This is where it goes. And the head coach doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, the position coaches, the coordinators don't have anything to do with it. As we're in college, like not only like the head coach has everything to do with it, like yeah. it's 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 fifty percent of the job. Like fifty yeah. percent of it is coaching football, and fifty percent of it is getting the players to coach football and going to places that you never thought you would go to get them. You know, like yeah, you know, like it's it like always blew my mind. I'm doing midway games, and they when they had like these guys like Khalil Houghton or. Tanner Mordecai or, um, you know, uh, Will Nixon, who's at Washington right now, you know, and like you look on the sideline, oh, hey, look, there's Brett Bielema. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just there on the sideline watching yeah. the game. No big deal. You know, um, so yeah. is there, so at U of H, is there a, <clears throat> excuse me, does Houston try to make the splashy hire? No. Do they try to get, Relative, relative. Yeah, no, I like. Here's the thing. I Does think. Jeff Trailer have any interest in Houston? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And that's, that's not splashy. I that's feel like a big, it, that, that would be a splashy job. These parts, yeah. That's a big. That's, it, that's like, a splashy. And hire. that's that's great for Houston. I like. Yeah. Um, look, th those two schools have played each other and split the last two years, right? They beat them, and then yeah, they split. And Houston got them this year on that weird. Yeah, last Houston got them. I think Houston them. beat them twice. I think. Okay. Let me. I'll close both times. Overtime two years ago, right? Last year was overtime, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I think it was like triple overtime the year before, and then Houston got him on that last play this year. Yeah, yeah, that little the fourth down right, that was. Jeff Trailer was mad. Yeah, Trailer was really mad about it. Dana was jumping him down on the field. Um, no, I think bowl. I think it's a Big Twelve job, which means more money, which means better recruits, which means more access to NIL. Houston, Houston is ready to. They've got their 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 foot on the on the floor, right? They're 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 pedal yeah. the floor on things, trying to make themselves a relevant Power 5 team. So I think Jeff Trailer's in the water. Um, I, I think that would be the – I think that's the best hire they could make. Um, I think Willie Fritz at Tulane is something they need to call. Um, I, I think that Barry Odom – so not to give away three of my top five this afternoon, but – what, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't want to – I don't want to – But, like, there's guys, you know, that, that make sense for them. So let me ask you this about – I'm asking you because you have your finger. And you I'll tell you, Gerard Johnson, um, former A&M quarterbacks, that's the offensive coordinator for um, the Texans right now, or quarterback coach, quarterback, quarterback coach. I don't want slow. anybody stealing anyone from the Texans but yeah, right now. I mean, Gerard Johnson, is he, he's always wanted to be a college head coach. So uh, I don't know if he starts out at Houston or if he, like, if, if UTSA calls him and says, like, hey, yeah. you know, Jeff Trailer just left. Um, so, so for a guy like, <laughs> so for Trailer, who's the hot name around here, I don't know nationally. I mean, he's obviously yeah. well-respected. Well, that, and I think that's the thing about Jeff Trailer. I think that's why Jeff Trailer didn't, his name didn't check in a big enough box nationally. In for that, Texas A&M? Yeah, because he would own the recruiting in Texas as much as anybody could. Yeah. Right? He would do really well with that. Um, I think the, the questions were like, well, A&M is in the SEC, so you, you can't look at it. If you want to... Teams that win national championships recruit nationally, which is what R.C. Slocum didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, he did very well in Texas, mm -hmm. but he was also of the mindset, I, I don't have to leave. Well, no, no. Yeah. Like, the way you get over the top, like, and I would just point out to the, the coaches who were winning national championships at that time, particularly Bobby Bowden, Steve Spurrier, and um, 
and Tom Osborne, um, Dennis Erickson, you know, if you looked at those like Miami, Florida State, Nebraska, um, Florida, um, yeah, most of their roster was from their home state. Sure, yeah. But what they would do is like, oh, this son of a gun's pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm gonna go get him. I don't care where he is. Yeah. And particularly would come into Texas and take guys, you know, Michael Barrow, um, uh, Jesse Armstead, like those guys are Texans that went to Miami. Yeah. You know, um, Look, Nebraska's national championship is littered with people from the Lone Star states, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think that... So, so here's my question. So, yeah. for a guy like Trailer, for a guy like Willie Fritz, who I don't know if Steven has ever said this on your show, but Steven says that Willie Fritz is like the Wilco of coaches. Like, people that don't know music to try to sound smart will be like, oh, man, you hear that new Wilco album? Yeah. Like, when you ask someone, who's a really underrated coach, people just go, Willie Fritz? Like, <laughs> they don't know anything about him. Yeah. <clears throat> Do they wait... Do they survey things and say, well, you know, this one may be open next year. Let me bide my time here because I really want that job. For example, had Baylor been open, yeah. would Jeff Trailer would, would they have been in hot pursuit? Would Trailer have wanted to come here yes. instead of Houston? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so does he say, you know, maybe I bide my time. I see how Coach Aranda does for one more year. I don't, I don't know how coaches well, here, think. Well, here's the other thing is that then you're making a determination of which is a better job long term. Baylor, who's been in the Power Five, or Houston, yeah. who's new to the Power Five, but maybe does not have some of the shackles of a Baylor. Sure. Um, you know, that... That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, there are things you're just like... You know, and uh, so, yeah, I don't think you wait around, especially okay. if you get a Power Five job. Okay. Like, they can all, like, if they wanted him next year, they can always go yeah. and ask him. Because that can go wrong, yeah. and this is no disrespect to Matt Campbell, but five, six years ago, Matt Campbell could have, had his pick of a lot of jobs. Yeah. Significantly less in demand now. Yeah. So you're right. I guess that's a good point. I just didn't know if they kind of sat back and said, well, there's the one I want. Yeah. Let me give it one more year. I think, I think you like the one you want, like this probably always in today's college football going to come open again. Yeah. You know, look, if you've always wanted the LSU job and Brian Kelly's there now, just wait, know, just wait. <laughs> like it depends on how long you want to wait. You know, um, Garrett's going to get Brian. Not Kelly every, fired. like, like not every, like, not everybody's going to be Nick Saban and coach. I mean, he's 17 years at Alabama now, and everybody's. Well, that's wait. wild to think about. I feel yeah. like he's been there five years. Yeah, but everybody's going to wait out for the end of it. But it could be 27. So yeah, don't like you shouldn't probably hang your hat on this is the dream job I want. What's the best job for you at the time is what you need to do. And for me, like UTSA, he's done a, a, a great job there and proven that you can win and that they have the wherewithal to win at their conference level at UTSA, but you're only going to be at a certain spot. Houston uh, is, a, is a step forward into it. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I think that – and part of the other thing was probably with, with Jeff Trailer was, well, he's just been the head coach at UTSA, which I think is a terrible thing because if you look at some of the best coaches in the country right now, like Chris Kleiman and Kalen DeBoer and – Lance Leipold. Lance Leipold, they were all at really small places yeah. just a couple of years ago. And, you know – they didn't like get unstupid by getting like, yeah. <laughs> like they didn't like walk into, they weren't hayseeds that like walked in like, man, y'all got, y'all got cable TV and everything. In they this didn't place. get unstupid. <laughs> yeah. They didn't just like, they weren't just, you know, bumpkins that rolled in off the, off the truck or like, yeah. golly damn. <laughs> you got 10 showers at one time. I am 45 years old and I've never heard someone say, golly, damn. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't, you don't run, you don't run in the eruticated circles that no, I do, apparently. I sure don't. I yeah. Sure don't. Whew, we don't use that in middle-class America. Yeah. Look, okay. Lord love a duck. Or, look at that car. <laughs> but, golly, damn. Yeah. I uh, what about Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is an interesting name for any job to me. Okay. In that he was not a successful college coach. Um, yeah, no, he, he was, wasn't, um, he was not a successful NFL head coach, but he is a really good offensive mind that you think one day is going to like, he's learned enough of it to where he's probably going <laughs> to maybe figure it out. But the knock that he has is that. You had Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and you won five games. Yeah, that's not helping. Like, Patrick Mahomes was out throwing for 700 yards in a game that you lost. And, you know, you can't – like, that's the thing that would 
if I'm if I'm the AD interviewing him, if I'm Chris Pesman and Cliff Kingsbury wants this job, he's like, look, I know that you can rack up points. Yeah, that's proven everywhere you've been. Points, 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 points. What I want to know is your quarterback is one of the best football players who has ever walked the face of this earth. You won five games with him because you could not figure out a defense to get a team to score less than 40. That, to me, is troubling. Yeah, sounds like. That is troubling. So what do you not know about defense, or what are you leaving out that you've now figured out? What is the difference between Lincoln Riley and Cliff Kingsbury? Nothing. Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> but you uh -huh. said can't get a defense to score less than 40. Well, Lincoln Riley's probably a little bit of a better coach because, like, he won here at Oklahoma, you know. Um, but he's a little bit better, but there's not much. There's like, not much at all. There's not okay. much. Like, it's, it's one of those deals where Lincoln's probably a little bit better. He's a little bit more aware of that. But, like, Cliff – Kingsbury to me is a more sufferable Lane Kiffin. Like, good coach. Yeah. Has gotten some shots that you're kind of like, well, I don't know about like the Arizona job, clearly, or like when yeah. Kiffin got the, the Raiders job. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't know. But Kingsbury's not as insufferable to me as no, Kiffin. No, I mean, is. he's, yeah. Seems like a cool dude. But I like Lane Kiffin. You don't like Lane Kiffin? No. I mean, I don't know him personally. I think he's a beating. I think he's hilarious. I just wouldn't want him to be my coach. Yeah, I just think he's a bit. Like, I think he just does yeah. bits. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Be, yeah. Like, yeah. he's a good coach, but yeah, he's just yeah. kind of a bit to me. Just there. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break right here. We got to come back. Sorry, and, Garrett. God. Yeah. We know. No. Ah, we 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 need to we need to get to the bigger issues of the day. This is how did Thanksgiving really go? Building this up. Yeah. And no, I think this is a tradition. I want this to spread across. Okay. okay. Um, if I spent my Thanksgiving with family and not just with my wife. At the Gaylord. We, we would do this. He can tell us about the Gaylord, and I'll tell you about a failed attempt to make LeBron James out of a cake. <laughs> All right. Oh, that one was yours. <laughs> not me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Chris Alden, the Monday Maniac. I'm going to make it stick. Yeah. <laughs> one, we'll get merch guy. for this show one day, and you'll get a cut. I know a t-shirt guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Monday Maniac. Yeah. So, Chris, um, we just got off of Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Gaylord for three days. Was it okay? Or was, was it overrun with families that just had parents that were beaten down beyond beyond it was okay it was okay i mean it's like it's there's a lot of people you know yeah we had a, we had a like a, a nice little stroll through ice uh we did get a family in front of us that uh brought a tripod uh to take pictures with so it, like i was starting to get a little frustrated with them towards the end because i was like <laughs> even with a coat on and everything i was like man i'm starting to get cold. a full-on photo setup on yeah, the ice. like yeah and then like here's the thing wouldn't have been so bad if one of the people in the family was a, wasn't a toddler <laughs> So like <laughs> you you can bring your little setup and like you know he had it ready to go and all that and knew how to work his iPhone really well so he was he was well versed in all that but the fact that you can't take in for is the fact that you're taking a picture in front of the the ice sculpture of Whoville and maybe the toddler is not going to look at the camera <laughs> he's going to be like oh my god 
<laughs> Look at the Grinch's uh, dog. <laughs> your Thanksgiving plans hinge on a toddler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bad like, decision, coach. Yeah, so uh, anyway, but it, no, it was fun. It was great. We, we enjoyed it. Listen, uh, I'm going to make a plug here for the Gaylord Texan. We spent three Thanksgivings in a row there. Okay. It's, it was fantastic. Okay. Uh, and I would love it if they would have me back on their dime. Uh, but do you do, do you I would dine? influence the crap out of that. There's, I know there's various restaurants there. We do Gaylord. Thanksgiving dinner at, we did Zeppoli, which is the Italian restaurant there, and they had like a buffet. It was very good. Okay, so, excellent. Yeah, we know. did the Mexican restaurant um, last year. So okay. um, I don't know what we'll do in 2024. <sighs> I have no idea. There's we'll still plenty wait. of planning to do, but <laughs> my wife loves Christmas. It is decorated up for Christmas, and at night when the sun goes down, it gets, um, you know, you can see the lights. They do a light show like every yeah. 45 minutes or so or you know, okay. once or twice an hour. And, okay. You know. So you had an objectively great little Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah, nice. Yeah. It was nice. I saw my aunt and uncle up in Dallas. Oh. And, you know, uh, mom and Amanda and I went to the Baylor Club on Sunday when we got back. So it was all, it's fine. It's fine. This guy. It was fine. So, most opulent Thanksgiving I've ever heard. It was great. I didn't, you know, you know. I feel like I, we need an orchestra playing behind you as you describe your it was, Thanksgiving it plans. Was, it was lovely. I, I credit Amanda because if it was not for her, I would have done zero of those things. the Cowboys game. <laughs> Just at the Cowboys game. Like, thanks for the prime rib, Jerry. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Oh. Uh, yeah. I drew I, three hours round trip for this Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> so. Would you like for me to give you a recap of my Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. okay. So, Chris, describe the dessert <clears throat> competition. Okay. I'm going to do 60 seconds on how this originated. My brother is, is retired military. During a deployment to Germany in 2017, he was not with us on Thanksgiving, and we decided, and my father was also not with us because he was at the UMHB National Championship game, which still is weird to me that he's been to those and I haven't. But So we decided with my young nephews to have a dessert challenge. We paired up an adult and a nephew, and we were given $10. You go to the grocery store. You have 20 minutes to shop ingredients, mm -hmm. pay. So it's like supermarket sweep. Yes. And we come back, we make the dessert, and we present to a panel of three judges. Yes. Who then judge on creativity, taste, presentation, and then budget is factored in there. So if you came in lowest under budget, then you get the superior score for budget. Yeah. So this year, last year we tried to shake it up a little bit, and we let everyone vote instead of a panel of judges. This year, we decided to combine the old way of dessert making with the new way of voting and let everyone vote. And so, we, do you have those pictures? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, Which one do you want to start with? <clears throat> um, anyone except the winner. Who was the winner? Uh, the winner is, is the one we were laughing about during the break. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, we'll start with this. Okay. So, this right here. Is this yours? This is mine. This is mm -hmm. my, me and my sister, Ashley, and my nephew, Clark. Those are angel turds. So okay. instead of deviled eggs, we yeah. made strawberries, put cream in them, shaved some stuff. Really, really good. We got second place okay. for that. That's, right? look, that's a really creative idea. It was. Okay. All credit to my sister and my nephew, Clark. I just cut the strawberries. All okay. right. Do you have the next one, Garrett? Okay. These are twists. This is my mom. This is my nephew, Parker, and my dad. My nephew Parker and my dad get last place every single year. They literally yeah. think there's a conspiracy theory against them. Yeah. It's they, like, they came in last again? <laughs> yes. It's like cinnamon rolls that have been flavored with some different fruit, twisted up. Presentation's not that good. Tasted pretty good. They got fourth place again. Okay. Say, so, go to the next one, Garrett. Okay, this is Paul Paul's Winter Wonderland. This is my brother Jason, my nephew Banner, and my wife Carrie, who's a professional artist. They literally took marshmallows, pretzels. They made a winter wonderland. They got third place. How okay? was the taste on this one? It was okay. If you like marshmallows, it was good. Because you can see that little hill over there, the snow-capped mountains. It's all that is all marshmallows. Yeah. Now I'd like to show you the winner of the dessert challenge. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. If we gave people 150 guesses, 148 people would tell you that's black Jesus is what they would probably tell you. What that is supposed to be is a cake of LeBron James titled The Chosen One. <laughs> my nephew, West Allman, loves LeBron James. He was with my daughter, Lane, who's eight, mm -hmm. and his mom, Lanessa, who apparently there's just no rules to her. <laughs> That's what they made. What is it made out of? It's made out of like, 
uh, maybe like just like cake. And then it's like Nutella and chocolate and Reese's cups. So it tasted amazing. Yeah. Right. So they got first on taste, but they got last on budget. And then they obviously got last on presentation. Well, if you creativity. have no Nutella in this thing, that's going to eat up. That's yes. Like $4. Yes. So, we, so each person is given 10 buck. They spent like nine something. Okay. So they had very little left over. Okay. So that one. Do you have to present a receipt? You have to present a receipt. Okay. Now, we did not do presentation this year. You did not present to the judges. You only got creativity. So they scored really, really well for trying to make a cake of LeBron James. It was a great yeah. idea. What we didn't do was factor in budget correctly. So they won. Like yeah. my nephew West, we've done this seven years. My nephew West has won this thing five times. Oh, he wow. is a juggernaut in this yeah. thing. When we went back and factored in budget correctly, they actually got last place. But now the dilemma is that my daughter, who's an eight-year-old little girl who already has the trophy on her dresser, yeah, no one's taking that away from her. No, no, no. Dude, this, this caused genuine tension for the rest of the night. <laughs> the next morning on the family group thread, it was like my nephew Parker and my brother Jason were just going at each other. And all we were trying to do is just defend my poor little daughter, Lane. And so that was – I can't – I can't escape tainted victory no matter where I go, be it the 2017 World Series, be it a UMHB National Championship, or be it a dessert challenge, which is really just meant for us to be a fun thing that we do. I can't escape it. And my brother said in a group text the next morning, if Thanksgiving's not about making lifelong enemies, then what are we even doing here? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, congratulations on what should have been a win. And a very strong second place finish. Yeah, I thought I thought, ours was I thought good. every category because you get look, oh, you get a lot of strawberries and spend two dollars. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, you know. And so then you need what, what was it, whipped cream, maybe uh, some sprinkles. Yeah, whipped cream, sprinkles. There was ingredients. My mom pulls everything out of her closet. So there's allowed, ingredients available to you that that yes, okay, and you're allowed just two things from the table. Okay, that could be sugar. It could be Reese's cups. It could be. Uh, graham crackers. There's a table where you can pull two oh, things. Well, from. See, then like the recipe I sent you, I know, you would have had a I've, thing. I'm telling you, I'm I'm on you national television. Two. I'm going to throw Ashley and Clark under the bus and yeah. say I presented your dessert plan, and it got very hey, little traction. I, I've made it. No, I've I have no it. doubt it's good. I've made it. It's good. I have no doubt it's good. And you and Amanda are cordially invited to Thanksgiving next year oh, <laughs> to help persuade people because I need a dub. Well, <laughs> uh, she'll she'll be she'll be good at that. She'll be good at that. So it's so funny. Like my nephew Parker and my brother were just going at it. I mean, it yeah. was like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. And then inevitably, everyone just chills out. But it just, it carried all the way over to the next morning. And my nephew Banner is actually the one that was like, hey, everyone, we kind of did this wrong. Yeah. And he pointed out the story. So uh, I do want to mention that you've mentioned your nephews Parker and Banner. Yes. Um, and West. And West. So I'm, I know Parker is Peter Parker. Yes. And Banner is Bruce Banner. Yes. Is West Wally West? Yes. Okay. Yes. You're the first person I think that's ever guessed that correctly. Yeah. Most people guess Adam West. No, who no, was no. Batman? No, no, no. Uh, Adam West is a real guy who was Batman. Yes. No, that like the third Flash is Wally West. Yes. So, but Barry Allen, Wally no, West. It's uh, it's it's actually. This is I, I shouldn't even. I I've shouldn't got even, a brother who's enjoying this yes, right now. Okay, it's Jay Garrick. Okay. Barry Allen, Wally West, and then there's other people. Okay. That are in there, but those are the the those are the top three. Okay. And then my youngest, my brother's youngest son, is Clark. Which obviously Clark Kent. Yes. So yes. All named after superheroes. Yeah. Okay. And then this is all the same. Therefore, this is all the same family. Spawn of and my so brother and Lanessa. He convinced his wife. Yes. That this was a good idea. I don't know that he convinced her it was a good idea. I think he convinced her it was an idea. Yeah. And well, first of all, they're good names. They're, here's the thing. They're good names. They are. They're awesome. You, you wouldn't know unless you unless you had them all in the same room with a person like me who's like, wait a minute. Yes. You know. The banner throws people for a loop. I think yeah. people are like, huh, that's an interesting name. Yeah. But my brother was 20 when he got married and 21 when his kids started being born. So he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> so he started naming his kids after superheroes. Yeah. So it's a quirky little thing. I, we like it. Yeah. I've thrown out that if we have a son, we name him Burt Reynolds. <laughs> it hasn't. 
hasn't it hasn't landed. All one word. <laughs> Burt Reynolds Catalina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, what better way to honor a true American hero? <laughs> you watch New Girl? Yes. Remember when Winston and Allie had their kid and Allie was out of it, so Winston named him Dan Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. can have Burt Reynolds Catalina, all one <laughs> exactly. word. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm going for. That's going to do it for us. Chris, oh, great gosh. to see you. Sorry about the loss. You know, okay. Congratulations to your daughter, though. Yeah. So No one tell my daughter she didn't win. A bit, look, it's a big win. It's a win. It's a win. Like, yeah. you know, controversy. Look, the Russians aren't giving back the gold medal. No. So We don't. We, we celebrate tainted championships in this family. Yeah, exactly. So you're an Astros fan. This is fan. like normal for us. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we're she, good. She, she, could, she would have had you on that. Yeah. Like if you had been like, hey, this is tainted, you're like, well, I see a lot of 2017 no, Astros that's memorabilia. that's what my sister-in-law said. So, yeah. My sister-in-law, Vanessa, said, basically, we're the 2017 Astros, and nobody in the family said anything else after that. Yeah. She nailed it. <laughs> yeah. You, uh... <laughs> See who we are. You're, I just love your daughter just going like, Carlos Coran. You're like, <laughs> All right. Fine. You got me. <laughs> uh, Eight-year-olds shouldn't know that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Garrett. Thanks to everybody on the uh, big show uh, this afternoon. Uh, we have a, a cavalcade of guests. Um, Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports. Mike Craven from D Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, Andrew Monaco, voice of Texas A&M. Sam Kahn of The Athletic. And... Phil Bennett, uh, a lot of coaching carousel stuff going to be going on, including what's going on at Baylor with Dave Aranda staying, what's going on at Houston with Dana Holgerson, of course, A&M stuff. All that's coming up at 3 o'clock. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. 